You're listening to Sabbat Shalom with Brother Doug on Open Minds Radio. To follow Doug on Instagram, at d.is4doug, that's the number four. To follow Mark, at tincan.telephone. To follow the Sabbat Shalom netcast page, at sabbat.shalom. To follow Open Minds Radio, at Open Minds Radio. And be sure to check out Open Minds Radio online at www.openmindsradio.com. Now stay tuned for Sabbat Shalom with Brother Doug. Enjoy! I got this uh, this message the other night when I turned on my computer that said yeah. my PC my my PCU fan is not is not working. Okay. So um, I have a fan turned on, like blowing at the back of my computer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it or not. It's kind of behind the microphone. I'm a little bit, but not, not much. I mean, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. So hopefully, you know it's I mean? not too annoying. And if uh, everything just turns off, then my computer melted, and we'll okay. Figure it out. If anyone would like to donate to Open Lines Radio for (laughs) a new computer, www.openlinesradio.com. Yeah. There's two ways PayPal and Venmo. Nice. Just need like 500 bucks, get a little cheap laptop, take it on the road. Yeah. Yeah. All right. For real. You went to China. I did go to China. Were you there like when the NBA was there? Was it like the same time? Um,. Well, that's a good question. I know I don't I don't follow all of the teams. Um, I follow you know Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz weren't there, but I do think some of the teams went there and played. I don't know if they played preseason or if it was regular season. Um, I was there right as the regular season started, so um, I hadn't heard of any. Because oh, there was all kind of outrage with with uh, like Steve Kerr and LeBron James, how they were not speaking out against. Against China. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that did come up actually. So, um, so I was there. So the whole, I was there as a part of like this delegation of American principles. There's probably like 150 of us or so. The delegation of American principles. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so we were, and the whole purpose of that is like, the Chinese schools want to partner with American schools for exchanges of teachers and students. And so you go there and they showcase their schools basically. And, um, so I went to Beijing for a little bit and then, and then I flew out to Chongqing, um, which is kind of like a little more South central in like, like if you look at China on a map, it's kind of centrally and a little further South of Beijing. Um, and they, so we spent four days there and they just took us around to a bunch of schools that were looking for partnerships. And when we would go through, you'd go and observe classes and they'd just kind of showcase their school. And we had a, and and a lot of it's scripted. Like it's very much, they are trying to display and portray their schools in China. You have, um, you know, you required schools until ninth grade. And then from there you take a test and it determines whether you go like to a trade or what tier of high school you're able to go to. And so they only took us to the top tiers, you know? Um, and so we're, these are kids with families who are very invested in their education and so on. Um, and it's very scripted, but they had a small stretch of time where they were able to ask us questions. And I was in a group of four people when we went to visit the schools, we were in smaller groups. And two of the people I was with were from Houston. And Houston's where this whole um, 
so Daryl Morey, the owner of the Houston Rockets, is the one who just kind of started this whole thing because he tweeted out um, basically he was in opposition of China um, and their strong strong hand over Hong Kong, and he was in support of Hong Kong. And so China got pretty pissed off about that. And so a kid raised his hand and, and asked the people from Houston, and well, all of us, but specifically the people from Houston, like, what their thoughts were about it. And that was probably one of the most interesting parts of the whole trip because it was like the very unscripted part of it. And, um, and the people we were with gave a really pretty, pretty good response that was respectful of China, you know, saying, and, you know, she's basically one of the people saying, you know, we in America, we respect free speech and we value that people are able to have a platform to express their opinions and their feelings. But, um, you know, but we also recognize that there are people who feel opposite ways and that China feels a, you know, feels a, I don't know, I can't remember how she worded it, but basically it feels a possession of Hong Kong. And, uh, and the kid kind of came back with pretty forceful, strong words of like, um, no, Hong Kong is ours. Like Hong Kong is China's. Like it is like very much, uh, they do not get a break off and be independent, any of that kind of stuff. And, it, and so much so that the teacher kind of had to intervene and be like, hold on. <laughs> these are, these are guests from America. We're not getting into this whole thing about, about Hong Kong, but it was a really interesting window into, um, just like this very strong sense of nationalism that you felt over there. And so, yeah. So there, so that anyway, the NBA was a, was a topic that you could tell was on, the minds of at least a lot of the kids. Hmm. I just I thought it was interesting too how, like, um, Trump and Pence were out so outwardly spoken against like Steve Kerr and LeBron James yeah. for not, you know, for basically saying, hey, "That's not my battle." <laughs> you know, basically, yeah. I have my yeah. own battles, and that happens uh -huh. to not really be one of them. Yeah. And for the and then and but for them to like be so like, oh, I can't believe they're not going to speak up now when they do so much to suppress free speech themselves. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and it is, it is an interesting one. Like that, it's a, it is a question too, as I think about that work, I think first of all, like most people, I think generally most Americans and myself included, um, we don't think about China all that often to begin with, you know, mm -hmm. and, with what's going on in Hong Kong between Hong Kong and China and Taiwan and China. Like I, I would say probably most Americans aren't super well versed to begin with. And so it's one of those areas that's kind of easy or well to not versed have at all it. or even versed. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. <laughs> A little bit. Like, I don't know. And so it's kind of one of those things that's easy to not have an opinion on because there's, I mean, what is, it's hard to have an opinion on something that we don't spend a ton of time on. Like even I taught geography for years and we would just basically go into the very basics of it. But even then that's been so many years since I've, I've done that, that I, I have a hard time remembering all the details that I taught this stuff. And, um, and so I, I feel a sense of, of empathy for like a Steve Kerr and a LeBron James who it's like, I, I don't know. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. so far away from me. <laughs> but then it, on the same time, it is interesting um, that it does hit the pocketbook of, you know, China has over a billion people and it's a, a massive market that loves the NBA. 
and um, of all the jerseys I saw there uh, that like kids would be wearing, it's NBA. NBA is what is was dominant. And um, and it, are you going to speak out when when that could be a a potential massive market for you? And it does kind of call in the question about like what are we willing to speak out on? I think right. all of us have our have our have our limit of of where we're gonna you know where we're gonna draw the line. And there's such thing as free speech, but there's also consequences to your free speech. So exactly, like there's. there's Business decisions. They're business people first and foremost. Uh huh. Uh huh. I get that too. I apologize yeah. if you can hear the dog. No, I can't. <laughs> he's 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 very. Uh, I don't know. He can't. Holly's been gone for like three days, so he's acting out. He doesn't know what to do, huh? <laughs> he's having a hard time deciding where to sleep. Oh yeah. He's just Absolutely. walking in circles. That's going to that's going to mess up his whole day right there. Yeah, she'll be back later. He doesn't know it. He doesn't know it, but she will be. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, I can wipe that stupid look off his face. Like you're not her. Yeah, he's lost. He likes to spend his day with his nose shoved up her butt, following her around. Yeah, yeah. That's what dogs do. Yep. That's what, that that and shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that's no, that's that's that, that, that that's that's interesting. That I just and maybe the fact that you didn't hear much about it meant that you were there as it was happening, and and because that yeah. kind of news doesn't really get around. Although I'm surprised that, um, you know, when you hear about how the government controls the media, that a ninth grader would even know about it or unless of course they are using it for propaganda because look at what it yeah. did spark, spark out that they yeah he was speaking on behalf of the, the Chinese message and that yeah. was I think my big takeaway it, it was really interesting to um, I mean first of all just to go to a, go to a new place like I I'm a I'm a homebody I don't travel very often anyway I'll, I mean I'll go around places in the United States here and there but um, Mexico is the furthest I've been away from from home as my first you know trip you know away from the western hemisphere and um and so like i i taught geography i feel like i understand a lot of the you know the textbook stuff about the world but in terms of actual experience like i i don't i have i have very little um and so so it was just honestly so cool just to go to a place that i had i had no intention of going to china uh, outside of this whole work thing. Um, but one of the things that definitely stands out to me is how much, um, just talking to people in general, and we talked to a lot of people because we visited a lot of schools and we had various people come visit us. And, and then we also went like on these tourist things. And so you talk to like the tour guides and you just be talked to a lot of people the whole time we're there. And it was, we're in this kind of isolated group. We had to wear these badges the whole time. Um, and, and so I don't feel like my, uh, my experience was incredibly authentic, you know, because we were in this protected status. Um, and we had people with us the whole time we were, I mean, we were, we had very little free time to go just do whatever. Um, and so, so our, it wasn't super authentic, but the experiences that I have, it's very interesting how much there was a pride, this national pride in their heritage. And even 
like in which it's, it's, they just celebrated the 70th, 70th anniversary of, of, uh, the, uh, the People's Republic. It's when Mao came and communism was brought into China and the nationals fled to Taiwan and all that stuff. So that was 70 years ago, uh, last month. So that was a huge thing, um, that everybody was talking about and just how much national pride people felt. And it's interesting coming from America where like it, a lot of Americans view, um, kind of Chinese nationalism in a whole different light. And it was, it just was a, a, a really interesting case study of how much where we call home, um, how much that influences us and how it's, it almost seems like natural for us to feel this sense of pride of our, our home, uh, you know, and, and, and in some ways, like we do the same thing that like in a lot of us schools, we will start the day with everybody stands. You put your hand on your heart and you pledge allegiance to the country before we do anything else in the day. You know, that's, that is, that's, that's not too dissimilar. And if you look at it, take all of our personal feelings away from it and just look specifically at the practice, um, kind of seems weird. You know what I mean? It's, it's exactly like weird, the same. Did yeah. you see a lot of flags? Is that something that yeah. stuck out to you? Yeah, that's all around. Because we had a friend come up from Australia and visit, mm-hmm. and that was the one thing she noticed. She's like, you sure love your flags. There's American yeah. flags everywhere. And I don't know if uh-huh. just being in Australia, she doesn't realize how many Australian flags are around. Right. And it was right. just something new. or or But that just kind of struck me where it's like, you know, there are a lot of flags around. And what does that mean? That was like, that's just a symbol of division. Yeah. Yeah, not to get. Well, and it, I don't know. Well, well, and it's it's it, well, and it, it can be divisive. Very much can be divisive of of and that on pride, a global you know, level. Yeah, exactly. And that pride can be um, like taken too far. You know what I mean? Within, yeah, it was just interesting. But the thing that was did stand out to me as well was. Um, there was, I kind of went through these phases of, it was cool to be at a, at a new spot and it was like this and Chongqing, I've never heard of the place before. And it was amazing. Like it was so cool. Um, it's this really mountainous, uh, it's a mountain province and, uh, the, you have these rivers that flow through there and, um, there are 30 million people in this area. And so it's just tower upon tower upon tower for miles and miles. And it's almost, you almost start to feel claustrophobic because you cannot see anything other than towers. Uh, these like man-made structures that are just all these buildings, you know, and like skyscrapers, uh, skyscrapers. Yeah. Yeah. And they just, they just, and it's everywhere and it's awesome. It's just cool looking. And, uh, and it was kind of tropical, humid. And so just, green um like vegetation growing everywhere and so it just had a really cool vibe to it but um i like at first you get there and you're like this is this is cool i could i could be here a while but then you're like ready to be done you're like all right this is uh i'm, I'm ready to go home after a certain <laughs> amount of time you know because i did notice like when you go into china you, they scan your fingerprints they scan your face um like, there's, there's a system you are in the system and there are cameras, like especially in Beijing, there are cameras everywhere, every street and everywhere. And, uh, that felt noticeably different from, 
from home and gave me actually a weird sense of um, appreciation for home, you know, like especially growing up in the West of the don't tread on me kind of that's that that rhetoric drives me crazy. But at the same time, it's still kind of part of me. You know what I mean? Of like government can't tell me what to yeah. do kind of well, thing. There's a lot of cameras and, out here, too. Yeah, that's true. That's pretty true. much in every and intersection, if you look up, there's a camera. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's true. And, it, you know, you think about it in America, in the more densely populated areas um, are going to have just a little more um, a little more oversight. It's than really hard to get away out with in the vast West. It is. There's it cameras is. everywhere. It is. So, but anyway, it was, it was pretty cool. It was an amazing experience. Um, just to, just to go out and about and, uh, see somewhere I'd never been. That's cool. I, I've been yeah. watching this. Uh, I, I finished it. I, I watched the, uh, the Ken Burns Vietnam uh-huh. documentary. It's on Netflix. Yeah. And, <clears throat> The one thing I took away from it, the, big, the, the biggest thing I took away from it was just how every side was basically right. Yeah. <laughs> and every side totally. was basically wrong. You know, uh-huh. it's like, like the Vietnamese had been taken over by the French and the French were basically using them as slaves. Yeah. And because we were allies with the French in World War II, we had to like support the French with their continue their terrible ways in Vietnam Mm -hmm. and basically Mm -hmm. that's what the fight was about the fight was about northern Vietnam wanting control of Vietnam and southern southern Vietnam being in control or being controlled by French forces or French influence yeah and then America then the French pulls out and America moves in and it's like you can see how and and then and but then it's like it's like the American propaganda is we got to go get these guys, you know, we got to stop yeah. communism and, and, and they're interviewing these people and they're like, I really hated these people. These people were mm-hmm. trying to kill me. And it's like, you were on their land shooting at them. Yeah. Know? Yeah, exactly. And, and I don't know. So when, when you talk about like the, the, how, how the nationalism that's in China, you can, you can understand how totally, how all these and, and when I was talking about the flag being like a like a division, it's just kind of funny because it's just like there's all these flags, and everybody inside the flag is saying they're the best. Yeah, and then we're, they're in this world butting heads against all these people who believe that their way is the the best way. Well, and like I, I one of the things that frustrates me, you know, because you have colonialism where you had the superpowers of the world go and exploit all. All of the, all of these other areas that um, maybe weren't as technologically advanced, right, and couldn't couldn't match the gunpowder of uh, of these more developed regions, and like, people will look at that and say, yeah, okay, so obviously there's consequences from colonialism, but even in like a post-colonial world, there's there's still a little bit of that where the the more developed countries of the world really. St- still do exploit the lesser developed regions of the world and like even like even in a weird way something like the humanitarian efforts that people will go to like go try to um you know go save quote unquote save these these lesser developed regions there's still like this hint of our way is better and um and i think that is hard for people to see. You know what I mean? That like people, people value their heritage. They value, um, their ways of life. And, um, 
and they sometimes often can very in very tangible palatable ways feel the exploitation of their ways of life by like by americans or you know whatever superpower is out there and um i i don't know i i think it's a a lot more complicated than um than it looks like at, at first glance you know yeah well i mean you can also go big level and it's just like the the overlords <laughs> the, yeah. the rothschilds the the one percent that kind of it's almost like playing a game where you kind of need all these places in opposition of each other to mm-hmm. uh have an unstable banking system <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah. it's like way bigger than it, than anyone can imagine what it is there's like so right. many forces at play in life yeah yeah that we kind of we kind of like just it's just easy easier to just put on the simple america totally totally <laughs> it is yeah yeah and, and so, not consider the rest of the world. But, like, right. how can you? It's, like, too big to even comprehend. Like, what can you do sitting here? Yeah, exactly. That's the that's the hard part. Is, and it feels overwhelming because it is overwhelming. You know? So what, was you, what would you say was the, the coolest part of your the, trip? The part that was... Um, Mo- the part that was most amazing. So, we went to this went to this school, and it was awesome to interact with the kids. And it was probably the most laid back school we had been of all the schools we had visited. And then that the administration and the English teachers, because uh, the English teachers are the ones who were like taking us around because they could communicate with us, um, took us down downtown in that evening so we spent we got there at like noon and they didn't take us back to the hotel till like nine o'clock that night and um we spent however many hours at the school and then at, at about dinner time they took us down to this market like in downtown Chongqing, and it was this ancient market that had been around for hundreds of years cobblestone roads and um it was like and we were the only white people around right i mean it's just it's it's just China where I felt like we're in China and you're just seeing just their, their general markets. And they took as us opposed to, to Chinatown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Where you, where you, where you think you're getting this authentic experience. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it, I mean, it was like nothing I'd ever, nothing I've ever, ever experienced. And then they took us to this tea shop up above where, um, they brought us out their food and they, and it was all food from the region and they, they were talking about it. And, um, uh, and just trying to explain what it was and how they like to cook it there. And it, it was just, it was an awesome experience to sit with people who were really enjoyable. This group was a lot of a, was a blast to hang out with. And the principal or the guides, the, both of them, the administration and the, and the, the English teachers were, they just, they were fun, you know? And, and they, and some of these like had came and studied in, in the United States. So it, it, you felt like you had common ground in the sense that like we were, we, we can understand each other culturally a little bit. And, um, they, and we just laughed and a couple of them would, it's like, it's customary to, um, to like drink, uh, together. And so a couple of the English teachers and a couple of the administrators that we were with were, um, getting just libations. <laughs> it, was, it was just, it was fun. We were laughing our asses off 
and it was one of those things of like, how did I end up in Chongqing with a whole bunch of people I don't know eating food that tastes so different from? I mean, even the way it's cooked, and it was it was just awesome. It was like an. You're kind of a. You're a pretty picky eater, if I remember. And correctly. I'm a I'm a very yeah I I like you don't do well with fish, right? No, I'm not a fish guy. So what and did I, you do? I specific, like, did they have a lot of fish there? There was, and I specifically um, um, told myself I'm going to at least try things, you know, because um, I'm I'm not I am a guy who I just like my routine, and so it's not that I don't like a lot of foods. It's just that I find the foods I like and I stick with them, you know. Yeah. And, um, but I said, so you know, I'm, I'm here in China. I'm going to try shit, and so I. I did. I, I tried all sorts of stuff, and it was a blast. I could just to hang out with these these enjoyable people in their home. Them show like just telling us about the things that they value and about what life is like for them was um, honestly that was the highlight of the trip, and um, it was awesome. Never had anything like that. So, and, and you know, it just goes to show like how um, I don't know. Like, just being open to to different experiences and getting to know people. I'm I'm a pretty pretty private guy, and this forced me out of my shell. And um, like, not only did I survive it, I really enjoyed it. You know. Cool. Right on. So. Man. Yeah. And and, and anyway. it was like paid for. <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. That was the part that was the best. <laughs> my I, son. Uh, is, my son is heading off to uh, Magic Mountain. I don't know. You heard the car start. This 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 episode is just fraught with the sounds of my background. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't hear the car start. I'm, I'm sure it will. I'm sure the microphone picked that up. I'm sure the playback will. will yeah, have it. Well, but that's what it was, it. folks. Oh, great. <laughs> He's driving now. Oh, nice. That's a good good sense. Which of was terrifying until the first time I didn't have to take him get up and take him to school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like good luck out there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. So that's my China report. Right what's, on. Uh, what's, what's going on with you? Oh, just just those, just just that, just dealing yeah. with kids moving on. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Uh, my daughter Megan just won this award at the. the San, she goes to uh, Cal State San Marcos. Yeah. And uh, I should look it up to get it exactly right what it's called. <laughs> uh-huh. But they, uh, it's basically like the president's award for uh, like diversity. Yeah. And so she she uh, kind of heads up this environment the environmentalist group. Yeah. Here's what it's called the uh, president's student champion award for inclusive excellence and diversity. Right. And so her big thing, she's always like doing beach cleanups and stuff like that and organizing these mm-hmm. things. But her big thing is uh, uh, like uh, what what's the word like like poor like like considering the poor when you're considering yeah. social uh, environmental justice, social uh-huh. justice type of things. Yeah. So it was cool for her to get recognized. That is uh, cool with that. Um, what what uh, what like grade is she in in college right now? She's she's gonna graduate this okay some, this in the spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah so she's about to this, graduate. This year. Yeah. And I uh, wanted to read you this little text message exchange. So 
she sent me this thing. Mm-hmm. This was this was before they actually picked her, and she had just been nominated mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. And uh, she said she's she she said. She says, I, I, she, so she tells me about it, and, and, I, and she goes, ironic, because I've been arguing with everyone at school this week. And so I respond back, stop arguing with people. And she, no. no one wants to be the one to speak up to white people and white environmentalism. So I guess technically my <laughs> arguing is helping me win a social equity award. <laughs> oh, so, man, that's the way it is. So she's, Somebody's got to speak. She's she's a... Uh, She's in it. She's uh, um, out there fighting the fight, you know. Yeah. And so yeah. it's it's kind of cool to see all these things that I decided to do the the Utah route and and get married young and have kids young. Yeah. And, and not really participate in life at, in that sense. And so it's cool to yeah. see them doing it without really even much encouragement. You know, just yeah, yeah. It's, of, just, it's just in the blood. Changing the setting a little. Yeah. We're just we're just rebels, and I think that's <laughs> what our mother struggles with <laughs> to understand. Yeah. Like I don't like like and and it's on her side too. There's some rabble rousers. No, there are. And yeah. uh, I don't know, like some somehow that DNA like skipped her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Or she's been well, very good. highly conditioned to suppress it. Yeah, but I think there's her children. Her children, not so much, and her children's yeah. children. Oh man, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, good for her. Good for and, her. Uh, um, so yes, and, and then I, I also ironically she was in uh, South Korea when uh-huh. on, when on the banquet night, so she wasn't even there to accept her. Award. Oh no, she was. She was uh, yeah. delving into her background i guess yeah that's good so that's about it i'm just uh basically uh just floating along and it's good living vicariously through my kids we're doing new things (laughs) i remember new things (laughs) yeah yeah hey uh so word on the street is you have an interesting story i'm kind of curious about it I don't know. I don't know that it fits in with to this to this your, one. Your serious China story. Yeah. Maybe it does. I mean, it's old. I'm sure I've told it before. I'm, I'm sure if people have been, I'm, I'm sure Holly and I talked about it at some point. But I, I don't know if I've heard it. Um, this was this was a long time ago. Even this was like, <laughs> yeah, seven years ago. Uh-huh. When did we? It was like it was right after we moved to California from Utah. And it was actually I had I had started this the first version of Hobo Safe Camp Virtual Campfire mm-hmm. way back before like Instagram or anything like that. And I had I was just back then I was just putting ads since I wasn't part of any social media other than like Facebook where everybody knows you. I was right. putting ads in random Craig's in random cities on Craigslist, just asking people to just come talk. Uh-huh. And I think I did like five episodes where I just talked to just complete strangers. Yeah. And nobody listened to it, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, don't, uh-huh. I don't have those files anymore. You can you can type in, you can like do a, a Google search and find the right. old version, but those files aren't there when you hit play. They don't play. Oh. Okay. So 
anyway, so I was spending a lot of time on Craigslist. I was messing around on Craigslist. I was, I was having these. I don't, I don't know. It was basically what I was doing on Craigslist, what I do on Instagram, which is just pretending to be someone else until I become that person. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was just kind of scrolling through one night, and I was laying, we were laying in bed, and Holly was asleep, and it said, I know this is a long shot, but is anybody willing to be a bridesmaid for this me? This is just a random message. Random message. That's all it said, completely. Okay. And so I sent, I, I message her back, and I say, When's the wedding? <laughs> and she sends she messages back and she says it's 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 in, it's in a week from now. I know it's short notice, but I really need a bridesmaid. Yeah. I paid for the dress and everything. And yeah. so like I wake up Holly, "Hey Holly, you want to be a bridesmaid?" <laughs> she's like, "What?" So I reply back. I have I kind of go back and forth with this girl a little bit as Holly like I'm pretending to be Holly yeah like, yeah and, and like setting everything up until it comes to a point where they need to talk and I'm like all right I'm done being the middleman <laughs> gave it over <laughs> does, so, does Holly know you're doing this in the yeah yeah she, knows. In the, yeah she she knows but it was just it started awkward because it went through my email because I was the first yeah. one to send so turns out this girl Sophia there they live in Virginia and they're coming out to La Jolla to get married because she's that's where she's from. Yeah, it's going to be this destination wedding on the beach, right? And her friend gets deployed because they're in the they're a military okay. family. Uh huh. And like that's how she met her husband. Like he was stationed out here, or maybe she was from here and was stationed back there. Somehow they're they're like military navy, right. I think. Um, mm-hmm. And. So they're coming out here for this destination wedding. Her her bridesmaids gotten deployed. The mother in law is gonna freak out because she's yeah. all about symmetry. She's OCD about having <laughs> so many girls for so many boys and and um she doesn't want her to even know like there's gonna be yeah. an issue. So she's just looking for someone to fill it Somebody in. Somebody to fill the spot. <laughs> and yeah. So and so Holly, they're going back and forth. They, 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 she goes into David's bridal and gets sized. They like, she has this dress, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they've concocted this whole scheme about how they know each other, like from college or not college, from <laughs> high school. They know yeah. each other from high school because she was from this area, and then Holly just, you know what I mean. So that, yeah. she, that she was her friend when she came back. Nobody knew who she was. She was just a friend that already lived here. Yeah. She wasn't the maid of honor. The maid of honor actually lived here too. That's a whole other thing. But so, <laughs> so they made up the story that they didn't go to the same school, but they met in some group thing that had a couple different schools at it. I don't know. So they have this whole yeah. story, and like the 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 guy she's marrying's name is Jr. Okay. And she's only seen it written. Uh huh. And so she thinks it's Junior. <laughs> 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 so when she finally meets everybody, she's like. How did how did you guys how did you meet Junior and she's like Junior, I mean, Jr. Or, or it might have even been the other way around. I don't remember. Yeah, it's yeah. been so long. But yeah. either way, it's the same. You know, like <laughs> there's these little hints that people should have caught on, but nobody, everyone was so hungover and drunk at that point. That, yeah, yeah. And so, so it co- comes down. So she's got the dress. They've got their story. They've never actually spoken. Mm-hmm. It's all been through text, text, <laughs> like right. mostly like Facebook 
DMs. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're supposed to go down to this rehearsal dinner, and then they're going to go on this pub crawl through San Diego. We're stuck in traffic. We miss the rehearsal. The rehearsal. Oh, no. Oh, no. It, no, it's actually good, because, like, it was good to not, like, really crash, like, the night before their wedding, too. <laughs> you know, it was, like, it was a good thing. They went and did their thing. Yeah, and then you could just be there for the actual And event. then we were there for the thing. So we get down there. So she's got to go get her hair done yeah. beforehand. So this is the first time they've actually met and spoken in person. Mm-hmm. And it's down in La Jolla, this nice, fancy neighborhood. The wedding's out. You can, it's, they're setting it up. It's out on the beach overlooking the ocean. You know, this beautiful uh-huh. thing. And she goes in to get her hair done. And so she, I, 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 and I've got like three hours. I'm just like, I br- brought my suit. I, I had just actually been a, like a best man at a wedding. So I like had this suit, which yeah, already if you asked me to dress up for a wedding now, I probably would have to go shopping. Right, <laughs> right. I had the get up. And so I just walk along the beach and I just changed in the car right before. But she's in there mm-hmm. getting her hair done. I don't know what the hell's happening. You know what I mean? Like I just mm-hmm. dropped her off and sent her into the wolves. And so she's in there. She's getting her hair done. The the, the girl who's the bride is just completely hungover from this pub crawl uh-huh. from the night before. Just completely hungover and, and mm-hmm. not really functioning. The mother-in-law's in there going come she gets introduced holly come drink mimosas with me she won't drink mimosas with me she's had too much she's like i'll throw up you know yeah so holly's in there drinking mimosas with the mother-in-law the one who's the reason that she's there because she needed to have the symmetry yeah and so they're getting their hair done she's helping the bride tie up her dress she's helping the little (laughs) girl get ready and then it comes to the, it comes that the the hair gets done and the the mother in law's like, Holly, can you get into my purse, and get the money and pay the the hair lady, and she says she opens this purse and this purse was just full of cash, <laughs> like just uh-huh. like this wallet just overflowing with cash, yeah. And she pays the hair lady and hair lady and she's like, you have no idea how lucky you are <laughs> that. I'm the one that's here right now. Yeah, exactly. And not some other random stranger. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so, we go to the wedding. Everyone's asking me who I am. I'm just the husband husband of the bridesmaid. I'm just here with her. Yeah. You know? and yeah. I don't have to have too much of a story. How do they right. know each other? Oh, I don't, you know. Yeah, ask them. Yeah. And uh, this 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 beautiful wedding. Holly's hair is all done up. She's in this dress. And then the wedding ends, and we go over to George's on the Cove, which the interesting story here. So this wedding was in October. When we, when Holly and I got married, we we lived in Utah, and we flew out to San Diego um, to go to a concert that we were going to, and decided to get married while we were here. Mm-hmm. We didn't really tell anybody, but the people at my work knew, and they had gotten together and gotten me this hundred dollar gift certificate to George's on the Cove. Yeah. And so on our wedding, when we got married, we went there for dinner and it was still, I still ended up spending like 50, like it was like a $150 meal for like yeah, two people. Yeah. And if I, and, and if something I never could have afforded without that hundred dollar gift certificate, right. I never would have gone right. there. And, and, but I'll tell you what, man, that meal was worth every penny of that $150. It was like the yeah. best meal I ever ate in my life. And yeah. so here now we're at this wedding and we had no idea 
they're like we're going over to the reception it's just up the street at George's on the Cove mm-hmm. and so th- it was like our fifth wedding anniversary like right around our fifth wedding anniversary that we're set we're back at George's on the Cove <laughs> we don't yeah, have somebody yeah. else's bill someone else is putting the bill again and it was like filet mignon and an open <laughs> bar and it was so good and then everyone's yeah. dancing and then we're in all these pictures all of their right. pictures have <laughs> have this big guy with a beard with his hair pulled back in a bun, you know, <laughs> st- towering above everybody, you know. Just uh-huh. like like they're still having to answer, who's this guy? Like Holly blends in, yeah. you know, she's small and petite yeah. and blends into a picture, but the the sore thumb in their <laughs> wedding pictures, <laughs> all these clean cut military people. It's <laughs> a big doofus in a suit. And so we come, as we're sitting there, we're kind of figuring out what's going on. And, we, and actually, when we left, it was when we left and we started doing some research on who these people were, you know, once we had some mm-hmm. names. Yeah. Like, this guy was, like, a former Joint Chiefs of Staff. And yeah. this high-up guy in Halliburton. And his uh-huh. job was basically to go to Iraq and convince the Iraqis that the Americans were doing a good job and the Americans being there was a good thing because they were rebuilding the bridges that they had blown up in the first place. You know? uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> and and that and that's where like the Halliburton had like, you know, billions of dollars in the in contracts to rebuild all these these things. Right. And that never would have been I mean that I mean that's where the big thing is when you hear about all these military contractors. It's like we go over there and blow everything up and then these contractors come in and rebuild it all and get paid right get, generous yeah, generously not yeah. just normally <laughs> generously and so like it was just so weird like had i had known all these things about him beforehand i don't know how the night would have gone differently right. it might have right. like chickened out but we found all that stuff out after and 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 she was a sniper like a navy sniper the, oh, the bride wow. uh-huh. and her 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 mom and brother had come up from Mexico and they were like straight up like looked like cartel you know I guess like yeah, that's how yeah. she got her citizenship was joining the military and it was uh-huh. like this really weird thing and the girl who was the the maid of honor were sitting at this table at dinner and she lives yeah. like we find out she lives just like maybe like twenty miles from us and like how, now how do you know each other like I was her best friend her whole life like I don't know who you, I've never heard yeah. your name before. <laughs> <laughs> and we stumbled through it and they, they kind of all bought in. We became good friends. And this was back when we were on Facebook and like, there was still like her, fa- like the bride's family was adding Holly and stuff on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And like, and it was like, how, I, I don't know. I don't know if they've ever given up that story to their family, but, oh man. So we were driving home. It was the same thing as when we left Scientology. We were like, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That was so cool. I can't believe we did that. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> so so that was that story. I don't know how it fits in with China. Well, it sure does. I think uh, you've got a little bit of the uh, post-colonial <laughs> rebuilding. You've got just going and having an experience with some people you don't know. All that. Yeah. yeah. Do you keep in contact with them at all? Anymore? No, like, do you... no. So you had so that was that was it and that was they they kind of I never really kept in contact with anybody, but like some mm-hmm. of her like some some of her people some people that she knew um like Facebook friended Holly, yeah, and it was all just kind of like a Facebook thing, yeah, 
you know. Yeah. And, and, and then it's like we've been off, off Facebook for years, and so like that, there's mm-hmm. like no no those none of those old contacts anymore. Yeah. Well, those those experiences are 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 they're interesting because I like it reminds me a bit of so one of my good friends got married in Alaska a couple years ago and he had his friends from and it was this really remote island in the Aleutian so it wasn't like there wasn't a lot of people in the community and uh, so he had some of the people he worked with there and then you had the the bride's friends who came out and had I was friends with the groom and so a bunch of his friends came out and you had this like mixing of people who didn't know each other but you're all together there for a little bit everybody's having a good time everybody really enjoys one another and uh but then like when you see each other on face and like we all became social media friends and that's like it and it almost feels outside of that one setting it almost feels like weird you know yeah. <laughs> it's like i don't i don't really know these people and uh but those those experiences when you're in them are pretty awesome you know yeah yeah and you know i don't really keep touch with uh any like i like at first like when i first graduated from grad school I kept kept in contact with a lot of those people. Yeah. Um, and that now I have absolutely no idea where any of them are doing, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. And but I think about it, it's been like I graduated in oh three. That's been a while, yeah. Oh, like it's been so I can't even believe it. Like I can still remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. And my kids are as old as I was when I was doing that. Right. You know, it's like right. it's trippy. And yeah, uh, and but like I don't I don't like anyone that I knew or have met like before five years ago, I don't really have any contact with. Right. Well, and it gets hard to, to what end, to what purpose? You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. And, and you shouldn't feel bad. Like if you're not like, we're not all supposed to keep in contact with everybody, you know, Yeah. yeah. you, you were like, how could you, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of information to retain about a lot of mm-hmm. if you are always mm-hmm. talking to everybody. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's a that's a good story. Thanks. I I, I don't I don't know. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I've been. I was thinking about that the other day and wondering if I'd ever told you that story, but um, I haven't heard that one. I didn't know how it would fit in with China. I was going to save it for next week, but now next week I got to think of something else. <laughs> Yeah, that's all right. Maybe this computer will be dead. <laughs> I won't ever think of another story again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, well. Okay. I, I got to go to work, believe it or not. Yeah, bummer. Bummer. Yeah. I know. Such a beautiful day out, too. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, you're probably right in the perfect season over there. Oh, yeah. We call it second spring. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's uh, it's hoodies and... No, it's not quite hoodies yet. At night, yeah. maybe. But yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. It's like long sleeves and... Like, yeah, I would like to wear like a, lo- a long sleeve thermal shirt and shorts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like good. perfect. That's, that's about what we're actually here. When I came home, it was seven degrees when I came home. It's like, full. <laughs> It's October. Ugh. It's always like but, that in October. Yeah, it's garbage. But it's, it snows on Halloween. <laughs> yeah, it's warmed up now. We got a little warm snap here. It's fifty something this today, so I can take that. 
All right. Okay. Well. Well. I'll uh, be talking to you soon. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah.